The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Manifest Daily. I'm your host, Deandra Nicolette. For years, I played the role of the girl, the woman, the person that I was told I should be, until I decided to wake up, step into my power as a co-creator of my reality, and own the fact that I am an infinite, energetic being living in a human form on this earth. In each episode, I share personal stories, wisdom, and insight related to manifestation, co-creation, the Akashic Records, spiritual laws, and so much more. I'll chat with powerful thought leaders that I feel called to invite on the show and share their energy and words with you so that you can take the truths that feel aligned with you. I've spent so much time trying to do things the way that I felt I should have, but girl, (laughs) I am done with that. It's time to return to the person my soul chose to be, and honestly, it's time for you to do the same. Hi my loves and welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day. Happy Tuesday you guys. Yay! (laughs) I am so excited for this episode. This is one that I have been waiting for myself personally for so long. So today it's going to be an interview episode. I know you guys love these. I know you guys love when I bring on guests and experts. You can hear them talk about what they do, get their perspective on things. And also it's kind of nice for me too to have like a conversation with someone else. As much as I have dedicated 2020 to basically being a year where I'm doing a lot more solo episodes and really getting comfortable with sitting down and chatting with you guys by myself, I do love these group episodes or these interview episodes because they're just, they're super fun. And today I got to bring on someone that I have been thirsting, not like thirsting to talk to. So today I'm talking to Natalie Bright. And if you don't know who Natalie is, y'all, like what type of rock you been under, girl? Come on, don't play yourself like that, okay? Don't play yourself like that. Natalie Bright, she is a business mentor, but she's more than that. Okay, she's like a lot more than that. And I say that because I feel like every single business coach or business mentor that I personally have come across on Instagram and and like no shade though, like no shade, but they all have a very similar vibe. They all have very similar messages. They're all just very similar. And of course they all do things in their own way. So even if you're all like, you know, teaching someone how to start a business, you're all gonna do it in different ways like business mentors basically teach someone how to start a business but they also do it in a way that resonates with them and their story so if you started your business in a certain way and if you have a certain type of business typically you're teaching someone how to start that type of business aka coaches teaching coaches how to be coaches (laughs) or if you're in the business of selling online courses maybe you specifically teach people how to sell online courses etc what I love about Natalie is she like her 
whole thing is like business rewilding and I love that concept she explains that during our interview and tells you guys like what that means to her but she is all about this business rewilding she's all about teaching entrepreneurs like ba basically teaching entrepreneurs how to grow their business how to brand themselves and how to sell to the world and how to create a business that's really going to impact the world in a very powerful way the reason that I love what she does is because her entire Instagram presence her entire presence in general because I'm also in her Facebook group she's just very very like against the grain and it's very much like a lot of the thoughts that I have I'll often go on stories and she has posts that sort of are saying the things that I'm thinking for example I remember she had this one post where if you're in like the online business world you kind of know that there's such a thing as like sales page templates so basically what this is for those of you guys who aren't in like the online business world let me explain let me give y'all the tea on this some context so basically there's this template and there's this idea there's there's been a lot of psychological research a lot of stuff done behind it to figure out how to create the sales page template so that when you're selling to someone when someone is coming to buy a high ticket or a high priced offer from you typically people will use a sales page template or if they hire a copywriter the copywriter will use a sales page template that sort of outlines and it has this flow like it goes into different things within the flow of the template and of course you can change the template around to match your way your words your way of phrasing things your way of talking to your ideal and your target audience and your target customer but essentially the flow is something that is universal right there's a couple of different types of templates and the flow within those different templates addresses all these different things that a sales page template or a sales page should and what will happen is people across different businesses use this template so you'll come across different businesses and different people selling things and by the and like at the at this point like if you are in this industry or if you've seen enough of these sales pages like you know how it's gonna go you know it's gonna be like a long old page where someone's trying to sell you something and they're addressing all these things and they're giving you all these details for someone like me who's seen a lot of these templates like whenever I want to buy something from someone like at this point I'm not even reading their sales page because I know I'm gonna buy so I just like scroll through like the five minutes million words that they have and you know I purchase whatever but for someone who's not I guess part of this industry or hasn't seen these sales pages it reads like a story and it reads like a re it reads like a really compelling story and it sort of ho hooks you and pulls you in and you know at the end of that if you're already someone who's been really into this person really into what they're selling and the sales page is sort of like the last stop for you because you're like okay should I buy this thing should I not buy this thing the sales page and using a really high converting sales page template is going to be the difference between you like securing that sale from that person or the person being like oh actually I guess this isn't for me because in the sales page you also sort of tell people you know okay this is for you or this is not for you I feel like this is such a businessy episode <laughs> you guys know I'm like super into business and like low-key I've thought about doing a couple of business episodes for y'all but like I'm like oh would that fit like manifesting uh, I don't know but I just might because like honestly I feel like uh, like whatever like if it fits for y'all it fits y'all if it doesn't it doesn't so for those of you who are into business stuff like me and geek out on this stuff then y'all know like analyzing a sales page template is really interesting so anywho the whole point is I just like low-key be kind of over it because once you start to see a lot of these templates and a lot of these sales pages so much it gets to the point where you're like okay yeah, yeah, yeah I know what you're gonna say like blah, blah blah girl it's like either you're in or you're not but I remember seeing a story on Natalie's Instagram one time and she was talking about how we just gotta like we gotta toss the sales page templates out and she said that and she had me hooked first of all because I've never come across 
another coach or another business mentor who has said, literally, we need to get rid of telling people that this is the the way they should do something. Because typically in business, I feel like there are people that grow a really large authentic profitable business by following all the strategies and then there are the other people that go about it they stumble into entrepreneurship or they stumble into being a business owner and they stumble into millions right they started to do things and and at the end of it when you go back and analyze there were certain strategies within the stuff that they were doing that they didn't realize they were doing but a lot of times they stumble into these things and excuse me guys if you can hear any noise from upstairs because I I just decided to like record on the fly and I didn't tell my mom I was recording so I didn't ask her to be quiet Hopefully you guys can't hear that noise but um yeah so she was talking about in her story she was talking about how we need to like throw out this idea that you need to do a sales page in this way we need to allow people to return to a place of creating authentically for their business uh creating copy creating sales pages creating products for authentically and of course there is definitely this line that you have to walk in understanding your target audience and understanding what they need from you and creating that and creating what you want but But I also personally believe that if you create a business authentically, you typically tend to attract people that were like you before, right? So if you're on this journey, right, and you've done something, say you, I'm going to like get into hair care right now because I was just watching a bunch of videos on how to like grow my edges back because girl, I had some braids in over the winter and they damn near took all my edges and I need them back. Okay, I got that Jamaican black castor oil on deck though, y'all already know. So anywho, you're like doing like a hair care business or you're doing like you're selling hair care products typically in your journey say for thinning edges right (laughs) so you had thinning edges you made a product and you fixed your edges your edges are now flowing they're thriving they're prospering baby girl like your edges are booming so you make this edge control or this edge product that helps people grow their edges back typically your consumer your audience your target they're going to be people who have thinning edges they're going to be people who were at the stage that you were at before so because you you've already been through that journey because you've already done everything that you needed to do to get your edges to a point where they're growing you can now teach the people who have thinning edges how to grow their edges because you've done it you've done it you're a step ahead of them and although you're probably still in the process of tweaking and figuring things out you can teach them as you go so it's not like you're trying to teach people how to grow their edges back and you've never done it like you've already done it you've already been through the process so you're typically just taking people along the journey that you've already been through you know how that journey goes and so I think it's really interesting that when people create very authentic businesses and businesses that come from you know what they know and what they like and what they're interested in you typically tend to attract people that already have been through or they're going through currently something that you've already been through so that you can basically teach them how to get through that thing if that makes sense so what Natalie was saying in that story was she was saying like it's time to just get rid of this the specific template the specific thinking that you have to do things in a certain way in order to get the sale or in order to grow your audience or in order to have a successful online business because although there are certain strategies in place and there are certain things if you're authentically following your your likes if you're authentically being yourself if you're authentically teaching someone or trying to teach people how to go about this journey that you yourself have already gone through at the end of the day you're gonna 
be creating a business anyways like you're going to be implementing a lot of strategies anyways without having to think about it if that makes sense like you're going to be doing it without having to sit down and be like okay let me like write out the sales page this way and let me make sure that it has this thing three sentences in like you're going to be telling your story and that in itself is going to be super super compelling I thought that was really interesting she typically has stories like that she typically has posts like that which really dive into how we can start to look at things differently right now we talk about like the paradigm shift and what that means we talk about how things are changing right now especially within small business and just in general in the world and we talk about what that means for those of us who are going through this shift and how we can sort of understand what we need to do in order to make the shift easier on ourselves this episode is a really really juicy one i'm super excited for you guys to hear it i feel like like i said i'm about to be listening to this one a couple different times after it comes out because i have been waiting for this one and i imagined it to be just such a powerful and expansive conversation and of course it was so there was no surprise there i hope you guys really enjoy this one if you do i would love it love 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 if you guys could screenshot you listening to this episode like if there's like a juicy piece in there screenshot like the part that you're listening to or screenshot where it is put it up in your instagram stories tag me and then tag natalie okay tag both of us so that she gets to see it too i want her to see that you guys are listening that you guys are supporting that you guys are loving what she's saying because it would be so cool if i could maybe bring her back on the podcast a second time i don't know that just sort of came out and i think that's like what i'm really feeling because i feel like when our conversation ended it was definitely something where i had so many more questions for her and so many more things i want to dive into because she like me is very uh philosophical she likes to dive into some of the sociological conversations some of the different things that i love to kind of dive into in some of my deeper episodes where i'm talking about like socioeconomic issues and things like that because those are things that really fascinate me and interest interest me like psychological um sociological things philosophical like all those big words y'all know i love you know juicy words but no i think it would be really cool to have her back on again so make sure you screenshot this episode go ahead and tag me at the manifest daily you can tag me on deontra nicolette too if you want i know some people sometimes tag me over there i have oh my god you guys fun fact like hello tangent now i have not been using that instagram for a little bit and i last night had a dream about how i could use that instagram and it's so funny because i was thinking like i don't want to delete it i just don't know what i want to do with it because i feel like on the manifest daily that was sort of supposed to be a podcast instagram at first because i didn't want to bombard my audience on deandre nicolette with like podcast stuff all the time and now the manifest daily has sort of turned into you know the platform for manifest daily it's no longer uh an instagram for the podcast it's now going to be the place where when the membership launches we'll be talking about it over there i want to start like i'm gonna be evolving the content over there a little bit and i'm in the process of doing that right now if you guys follow you'll notice that i used to post daily posts and now i've sort of scaled back i'm gonna be posting three to four times a week over there just so that i could take some time and really dive into how i want to create more intentional content and exactly what i want to bring to make it more variety with the content like i love posting quotes and stuff like that but i want to serve you guys on a much deeper level and i feel like you guys love the quotes you guys love the the graphics and stuff like that but it's like how can i bring that content in in even more of a quality way like how can i up my standards a little bit and i think it's 
literally something where it's on me because no one has expressed that they're unhappy with what I'm posting like you guys love it I know you guys love it but I think for me I've sort of hit a plateau and I think I see that reflected as within so without what's happening inside your inner world is what's reflected on the outside in your world there there are some nuances with this right and I have a whole episode where I'm gonna talk about like some of those nuances but with Instagram I've seen sort of a plateau with certain numbers and it's not you know I'm trying to look at it from a non-ego based side of like okay it's not that I'm doing anything wrong like I don't want to get my ego involved in this it's more that at this point I think personally I want to raise my standards and because I know I can do even more and I can serve even better I think I'm seeing a plateau because it's like I almost feel as if I'm not deserving of the next level of growth if I don't step up myself if that makes sense and that's that's how y'all could be self-sabotaging yourself sometimes because sometimes it's like you be holding yourself back and I think at this point it's not in a bad way that I'm holding myself back it's more that I'm ready to evolve the content I'm ready to evolve the brand I'm ready to take things to the next level and I have been doing a lot of work behind the scenes um just trying to and a lot of introspective work at this point like trying to figure out like what do I want to create what do I want to do what do I want to bring to the next level of what manifesting looks like what is the membership look like right because even that has been evolving so much in the past couple days I've even done like a little bit of a site makeover just changed some of the stuff for the site I'm really excited like I'm really excited for where this is going I have another fun project that I'm working on that I will be able to reveal to you guys probably within I want to say the next couple weeks maybe like the next two three weeks or so you guys will be be like getting the details the spill tea on something that I'm working on but y'all like okay okay so I'm definitely gonna be bringing some more episodes to you guys about more I guess like sometimes like because the title of the podcast is manifest daily and we talk about manifestation sometimes I'm like I get nervous about how you guys will respond to content like that's more grounded but I'm feeling really called to bring some of that content to you guys because that's the season that I'm in right now I've been getting spiritual messages and the messages I get it's like as I get these messages I have to bring them into this 3d reality I have to bring them into a grounded state right so for example when it comes to things like manifesting money it's not all about just sitting around and and raising your or changing your money mindset and raising your vibration there are practical things that you do in this world to bring about more money and so I want to do like a financial episode on things that I've been doing things that I've accomplished like stuff like that that I think really tie in not only the ethereal the the magical if you will right the the manifestation work but also tie in the groundedness right the 3d reality the actual practical action that I've had to take in order to meet the universe halfway and in order to bring about change in my life in a really big way so we'll get into some of that in a little bit and you know upcoming episodes and stuff like that I don't know how we got on this tangent y'all y'all know I'm good for a juicy tangent okay baby I think it's because like sometimes I really get in a mood where I'm like yo like I got like let's sit down let let's let's talk (laughs) let's talk what's up and this is one of them right now like this itself could be its own damn podcast episode I swear to you but we got a whole conversation with Natalie coming up so listen listen we're gonna get into that okay and the last thing I want to say is I've been doing the divine messages readings okay if you guys are interested in those go ahead and book because I'm actually gonna be raising the price just a little bit okay listen don't come for me 
don't come for me. I know we're in definitely a really hard time and I don't want to make this not accessible at all. It's going to continue to be accessible. Right now, the price is $7.77. I'm considering raising the price to like a nine or $10 possibly only because the amount of time and, and energy that I really put into these readings, it's a lot. It's definitely like super, super underpriced if I'm being honest, but I've done it that way purposely because I want you guys to have access. I want you guys to be able to purchase these readings and to receive your divine messages. As a result of me taking like I've had a bunch of orders and I've had to take you know more time to do these I want to just price them a little bit higher so around nine or ten maybe eleven dollars at the most at the most you guys it'll be eleven dollars so I am gonna give that another week before I raise the price so let's see what's today this episode's gonna come out let me look at my calendar this episode's coming out on Tuesday March 31st so let's say on April 4th the Saturday like this upcoming Saturday the price will go up so if you guys are interested purchase down below if you're curious about what this is it's basically a tarot reading I just do a spread I ask you guys like what message you want to receive I, I've had a lot of people asking different things about love and career so you can ask a specific question and I'll pull cards for you and give you your messages that way but you can also just ask for a reading, like a general reading, like you have no questions. And typically you're just getting, you know, whatever messages come through. Like, honestly, I pull a ton of cards and I give um, the reading by email. So this is not like you have to jump on a call with me or anything like that. This is going to be sent to you by email within two business days, three right now, because because I'm trying to catch up, y'all. OK, about two or three business days. OK, it's just a reading. So if you've ever done my pick a cards on Instagram where you've had to pick a card and then you get divine messages, like imagine that times 10 basically because it's going to be personalized and the messages are a lot longer because I'm pulling like a ton more cards like I typically pull anywhere between like uh, let's say 12 to 20 cards like 15 to 20 cards I pull a lot of cards you guys okay like or basically I don't even be pulling them they be flying out <laughs> them cards be trying to hit me in the face sometimes because y'all messages be so damn strong them cards be coming for my life okay so if y'all are interested in divine message reading, okay, if you have a question, I know some of y'all got questions on your mind right now, I could feel you, I could feel you with your questions, they're all up in your head, you want to know all these damn things, just purchase the reading, okay, and let's do it that way, it's super simple, and I feel like every single person that I have given a reading to, like, have they've come back, I had someone send me an email last night, if you know who you, you know who you are, girl! And it was just like a super long email, just basically like, wow, confirming every single thing was on point. And the email like made my night, like I was getting ready to go to bed and I read it and I was like, oh my God, like this is the sweetest thing. So if y'all are interested in that, it will be linked down below. And like I said, the price will go up on April 4th or so. I have been talking, this intro is damn near a whole episode so that y'all know this episode will be long and juicy. Settle it. And y'all know you ain't got nowhere to go because we all quarantined. So you better listen to this whole episode <laughs> and enjoy. I'm bringing y'all the tea, the juice, okay, everything during this quarantine season for you guys to enjoy. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into this episode with me and Natalie Bright. I want you to close your eyes and imagine what it feels like to commit to your growth, invest in your expansion, and go from settling for the life you have to creating the one you truly deserve. This fall, the Manifest Daily membership launches. As a member, not only will you receive access to online courses, virtual events, and masterclasses to help guide you on your journey of mastering conscious manifestation and co-creation, 
but you will also receive dope resources to help you create your own manifestation rituals, use oracle and tarot cards, work with the energy of the new and full moons, and so much more. Ready for the next level? I got you, BB. Upgrade your membership to add access to the quarterly Manifest Daily subscription box. No more trying to figure out which crystals to buy or which tarot deck to work with. Everything you need for your consciousness journey is delivered to your door with custom videos to show you how to work with the tools in your box. The in-depth spiritual and wellness guidance you've been craving is here. Uncover your purpose, rediscover your power as an infinite energetic being, and create the most divine life you can imagine, all for less than $2 per day. The waitlist awaits you. Click the link in the show notes to get on the list. Now, let's dive back into the episode. Hi, Natalie. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm super excited to be having this conversation with you. I feel like we booked this out, what, two months or at least a month out. So I I have just been waiting anxiously for this and I'm super excited. Yeah, me too. I know I'm super excited just to see what kind of stuff comes up today. Oh yeah, we have some juicy questions, as you know, and some juicy topics to talk about. Before we even dive into some of those things, let's just do a quick overview. So for those people that are listening who have no idea who you are, they have never kind of come across you on social media or your podcast before, can you tell us a little bit about who you are, what you do, and who you serve? Yeah, so I'm Natalie Bright, obviously. I'm out of Portland, Oregon. I did not grow up here. I'm from the Midwest, so I grew up in Ohio. And I I guess the easiest way I can put what I do is I help people build online businesses, as simple as that sounds. Um, but when it comes to like who I serve, I work really deeply with very um, kind of conscious, creative, soul-centric businesses. So I work a lot with people that are kind of doing far out there stuff, like not the typical type of businesses. So a lot of service providers, paradigm shifters, a lot of energy workers, healers, fellow mentors and coaches, things along that nature. And I refer to my work as business rewilding work. So we kind of do things differently. We do it a little bit differently in that I kind of emphasize and inner creates the outer approach to everything. So really emphasizing the inner work is just as crucial as the external strength strategies and systems and all the fancy business stuff. So I specialize primarily in creative marketing strategy as well as branding and service development. So I do a lot with like community building, audience building, and just sharing your medicine online specifically. I love that you said so much. I think there's so much there for us to unpack, which we definitely will as we go throughout this episode, especially diving into some of the things you mentioned where you talked about like paradigm shifting and the medicine. But before we even dive into that, I'm actually really interested about your journey. I'm always really interested in entrepreneurs' journeys and you know people's journeys, how they got to where they got to? What are the lessons they've learned in their entire journey? I would love if you could give us like a quick overview of what you were doing before you became a full-time entrepreneur and what actually led you to this work, especially when it comes to just business and working with the type of business owners that you do. Such a good question because it is, it is so fascinating to hear people's stories because for me, like I went to college for 
art and philosophy. So like I did not go. Okay, I knew the art part, but I didn't know the philosophy part. Yeah, so I was was a double major minor where I studied um, art history, fine art, and I was a specialty in the philosophy of art. I actually like made my own major. Yeah, so. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, super fun. Um, But like, I didn't really know what to do with it, you know? So mm-hmm. like after, um, after I was out of school, it was kind of like I drifted a lot and I actually didn't even finish college completely. I mm-hmm. had three, I think three credits left, three classes left and my financial aid got ripped out. And oh, wow. I was like, okay, I can't pay to finish this. Like I literally can't pay to even finish schooling that I spent years and years and years, you know, of time and money on. And so it was kind of like at this crossroads. So I went back to school. Doesn't really make sense. Um, but I went back and I make sense though. Right. I know, I know, right. And so I went back and I actually went for my cosmetology um to work in a spa setting. And that was the first time that I actually was involved in more of like holistic lifestyle. And it was kind of pivotal for me because I had the background in the arts and things like that. And then I started immersing myself into more of like this holistic living, but I had this like art edge with things. And so as I was working kind of in the spa setting and barely making anything. I mean, honestly, I don't even know how most people can survive off of like minimum wage at this point, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's like so crazy. And so at that point, I actually went and got a second job. So I was bartending at night and then working a spa during the day, just trying to like get by type of thing. And I started focusing on my health and just my mindset. And like, I started basically that journey of self-development because it was kind of like, I'm not very happy with the way things are going. I need to work on myself. And I stumbled into like some sort of online community that was like a wellness support community. And I started seeing people running businesses, helping people online. And it was like a little seed was planted of like, wait a minute, there are like people life coaching and and doing all of these things just based off of like what they love and what they're skilled at and what they specialize in. And so it got me thinking and really that was the first time ever in my entire life. And I'll be 35 this year. And like, I never, ever had the thought of I could be my own boss, like ever until that moment, I ended up you know, just kind of watching for a while. Like I think a lot of people do of like, wow, that looks nice, but I don't know if I can do it. But then I ended up like getting a mentor and I started like my first round with working online and working my own business was actually via an MLM. And I got involved with an MLM and then I started life coaching outside of that. So I was mostly just doing life coaching and things along that nature and got certified and then went down the rabbit hole of energy work and got certified in energy medicine and started kind of just venturing down that rabbit hole. And then I started realizing how much I loved to actually help people online that were running businesses that I actually found way more joy in the business aspect of it than I did like the life coaching aspect. And I have background in like branding and marketing and, um, in 
design from my college days. And so I kept attracting entrepreneurs into my work of them needing support in that realm. And it just kind of snowballed and snowballed. And then like many of us do, we go get more and more education. And before I knew it, I was like, I think I'm actually a business mentor. (laughs) And so it just kind of transformed from there and just kind of kept evolving over the years, really. I actually didn't know that you were 35 and I hope like this is like the best compliment ever, but you look so young and youthful and glowy. And I just think that, I don't know, you just like, I never guess people's age. I'm not good at that or guessing people's signs, but that is amazing to sort of hear your story and sort of see how far you've come in your journey. Because as I'm listening to this, I'm hearing that you had a lot of different places where you pivoted and you changed and you were able to learn more about yourself, learn more about what you actually like to do. As you said, that seed was planted and you explored that you actually allowed that to grow and it led you to where you are today with the business that you have. And I really love hearing that, especially as like, I'm sort of in the the planting the seed stage of my journey. So to watch someone like you, where you are, where you have this thriving business and this amazing community, and you've been able to do it just by following those nudges and just by allowing yourself to explore. Like it just, it's, it gives me hope now that I had lost hope, but it's really good to hear that story. It's so, it truly is. And I think that's like one of the most important things for all of us is like, just to remember that we're going to be guided towards whatever is like met for us 100% you know and I think you know so many people are like well I don't want to do that it's too risky or people will think I'm you know flip-flopping or whatever and it's like (laughs) who cares you know like just follow follow that flow and if something doesn't stick it doesn't stick and something else will come in no, I love that. I literally was just telling my boyfriend that earlier today because I'm like, I'm such a person that I love. I have random ideas pop up. And sometimes it's like that fear of if you follow those nudges, what will people think? Will they be like, you're doing so many things? And it's sort of like at, at some point in your life, you have to, you know, forget about what other people think and just follow that. Follow the things that make you happy. Sometimes they stick and sometimes they don't. And it's kind of, you had like a fun time and you let something go and other times you, you know, keep doing it. But it really is just about like exploring and allowing your to have fun. So yeah. And another thing that I actually really love about your approach to business is the way that you throw out the way that things should be done. Like I watch your stories all the time and I feel like every time I pop onto Instagram stories, you're saying something that I was just feeling or thinking. And a lot of these days you've been talking about how we're sort of throwing out the idea of how things should be done, how we should approach business. And it's more about approaching business in a way that feels really aligned with you, feels really comfortable for you and works for you. I want to know like what motivates you to think that way? Have you always been that way? Yeah, I think we all get started honestly where it's like just give me the rule book. Just give me just give me the formula and I'll do it. You know, cuz it's mm-hmm. like we're just all trying to figure it out really, you know? And so yeah. like for me, I definitely started out where I mean, I always had this little kind of rebel with everything that I did even from the get-go of like, well, yeah, I'll use that formula of a strategy, but I'm going to add this little edge in with it or something like that. But I definitely was way more reliant on just tell me what to do when I first got started. But then I started realizing like, this is kind of hard. Um, This feels hard. (laughs) And it was like certain things, you know, certain very popular strategies or just methods of business. It was like, this just isn't really that much fun. And it, it doesn't, it just felt so inauthentic and so forceful where it was like, 
I think there's a different way we can approach this that, you know, we can either achieve results in a way that's challenging and not authentic and not fun, or we can achieve results in a way that is authentic and is fun. And I think that's where the the letting go of the shoulds comes in because it's like there are a million trillion different ways to set up a strategy or, you know, approach something or build something or whatever. And it totally crushes our own unique, like creative power by thinking that we need to rely on somebody else's way to get a result. And so it's like, as I started feeling into that myself, it was like, wow, my results actually come more quickly when I'm having fun. My results actually come more naturally when I'm just doing it the way that feels most aligned with me. And so, yeah, it's just been like this evolution of the more I trust myself, that I know my answers, that I can get support and, and you know, get a framework, but then really make it my own. That's when like so much opened up. Yeah, I agree. And I love what you just said too about having fun, because I think when you start this journey of kind of what is authentic to me? What does trusting myself look like? That can be really hard, especially when you've gone through your entire life thinking it, there's an authority figure that knows more than you. Like going back to your roots and trying to figure out who you are can be a bit of a hard process. And that's something that I personally have been exploring. And I think the the following what feels fun, following what makes you happy, following the things where you lose track of time as you do them or the things that just feel light and not heavy I think that's a really good guide to help people figure out like what is the thing that is like authentically you that is supposed to be you know what you're supposed to do totally another thing that I think we definitely have to touch on is what is going on with the world right now with COVID-19 I know there have been a ton of different entrepreneurs and just like everyone's speaking on this everyone sort of is consuming the news has an opinion on what's going on or is just sort of trying to figure out how to navigate this entire process we're at a point where unemployment like I think um, I was reading an article earlier today about how the number of people that applied for unemployment in the last week is like crazy I think it's like 3.3 or 3.5 million compared to the highest which was originally before like 695,000 people so it's insane how many people are having to apply for unemployment how many people are having their lives just disrupted how many people are losing their lives to what's going on and I love that you're sort of touching on this as uh, and you kind of label it as like a paradigm shift and we'll get into that in a little bit but as we're thinking about people who are business owners right now those who have already started their business are in the midst of growing or scaling their business. How do you think this pandemic that we're going through right now is affecting those people in terms of helping them to create successful streams of income? Does that make sense? Yes, <laughs> I feel like I just totally. like put a whole mouthful <laughs> there. <laughs> like, wait a second, does that make sense? Oh yeah, totally makes sense. And it, I mean, I think it's impacting all of us and which is so crazy. Like we're mm-hmm. actually like as a collective all going through the same thing. And I don't, like, I don't remember this ever happening, you know? And it's like, we are all experiencing this together. And I think that's important to remember is like, we're in this together. This is a time to like bridge the massive division that's been just over, overturning so much for us. But from that business perspective, it's really fascinating because I think we're realizing how quickly um, things are just being revealed, like weak, weak, point, weak spots or like blind spots, especially like for businesses of like, 
wow, I was not prepared for this. Wow, I'm not I'm not set up sustainably to be able to, you know, continue to make income through this. Well, I'm not able to, you know, serve clients or, you know, just it's revealing so much for us, which I think it's revealing the exact things we need to see um, and the things that we, we can really now proactively work on, even though it is devastating and it's horrific and I don't want to downplay what is taking place and, and the, the, just the challenges so many people are facing, but I do see the bigger picture of how this is down the road going to actually create such a more healthy environment for us as people. I agree. It's definitely something where I personally have, I guess it's it's the mixed thoughts, right? Because you have the thoughts yeah. of, obviously, this is definitely horrific. People are dying. People are sick. People are losing their jobs. So many things are happening where everyone's lives, it's like things are being tossed into the air and you just don't know where they're going to land or you feel very uneasy. But at the same time, there is this bigger picture of in order for us to build something new, something has to end, something has to crumble and fall. As we kind of speak on that and touch on that, you mentioned earlier um, I think a couple of times this shift, this paradigm shift, and you've also mentioned this on your Instagram story. So for those listening who are like, okay, what is what is a paradigm shift? Like what is the old paradigm and what is the new paradigm? Because I've been hearing those phrases and words tossed around and there are probably people out there listening who are like, I don't know what is going on. So can you explain to us like what is this paradigm shift and then what is the old paradigm and what are we heading into in your opinion? Yeah. Yes, it's so exciting. It really is so exciting because I mean, I don't, I, you know, I'm going to speak from a space of, I, I view the world as we need, we need unity and we need equality and we need oneness. And I mean, I think anybody who's just not ignorant sees how divided we have been and how neglected so many things that matter a lot and, and will sustain us as a, as a collective um, have just been forgotten. And I think a lot of the, so with paradigm shifts, it's like a paradigm is like a story, a narrative, a program, a norm. That's a good way of looking at it, of like a norm. And so for many of us, you know, especially speaking for the States, those of us that live in the U.S., norms have been you know things like we don't have socialized health care we we have extreme systemic racism we have you know a lot of just a lot of things that are norms that are not healthy for the collective we have wage gaps we you know like i can go on and on and on of like but they are norms um and so with this current pandemic, it's revealing them. It's revealing those paradigms. And I think for a lot of people, like, especially, you know, poverty levels, things like that, this, this current pandemic, it's like pulling the curtain back and showing like, Mm -hmm. people don't have access to, you know, um, healthcare people, as soon as they get, you know, shut down from being able to go to work, they can't pay their bills. Like they're living that much pay paycheck to paycheck, like all of these systems that have just not been for the the highest good of the collective are revealed. And so we're seeing these old paradigms of just how we've been functioning. And this, I mean, the virus is giving us the gift of being able to see it so that we can choose again. And we can choose like, okay, okay, how can we moving forward do something that, or make choices that are going to actually sustain us? Because we like, the system right now is not sustainable. We're seeing it. We're crumbling, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
just seeing that and then saying, okay, how can we shift paradigms? What paradigms do we want to shift? And what's exciting is I think this is a chance for us to get really passionate about what paradigm we want to advocate to shift, right? Because it can become overwhelming, almost like just crippling overwhelm of like how many things just aren't working right now, where I think sometimes that can almost like freeze people where it's like, I'm just not going to say or do anything because there's just so much that needs to change. But that's where we can really choose what are we really passionate about changing and just be an advocate for that piece of the paradigm. Um, that's where I tend to get really, you know, ranty about business because mm -hmm. it's like, I mean, this whole country is ran by big corporations, you know, so it's like just advocating for what you believe in. And that's going to be your individual way to start shifting paradigms and encouraging people to do new things or to try new ways of being in whatever paradigm you want to shift. There's so many things in there that you said <laughs> that I'm like, oh my God, yes, especially as you were talking about the exposure. So I think that a lot of these things, you know, many of us know that they exist. Many of us know about the wage gaps and the racism and the corporations and all these things. But I think what is happening now is it's, it's like, you can't hide from it, right? Because I think before yep. it was like a little bit easier to, I guess, like sweep it under the rug. If it wasn't happening like directly to you, then you could kind of ignore it a little bit. And maybe you would see stories on the news or, and then maybe you could ignore the news or whatever it was, but you just sort of sweep it under the rug because it wasn't directly happening to us. And now we're in a place where no one is safe from this. Like we're all quarantined. We're all being told to stay home. We're all liable to get sick we could all get sick no one's immune so it's sort of like everyone's feeling this directly like no one is safe from this so I think that has really been a huge part of it and I know another thing I, I saw you talk about in Instagram stories was like the power of um, voting with your dollars right and you mentioned supporting small businesses throughout this because I actually saw another article I feel like I went down this rabbit hole one night and oh my gosh I don't think I should have gone down the rabbit hole but um, I saw something about how now that small businesses and local businesses are being told to close in a lot of states. At this point, it's like Amazon and um, some of these bigger corporations, like people are ordering from them and going to those places in order to get their supplies or whatever they need. And these small businesses are not getting business because they're closed. Yeah. Like no one's able to go to the storefront. And you mentioned like voting with your dollars and buying from small businesses. So for people who are, whether they're a business owner or not, is that a way that you think we can sort of assist or as this shift is happening, is that something that you say is like a, is like a powerful thing for us to do is be conscious of our dollars and how we're voting with our dollars? Oh my gosh, so much, so much. And I think it's cool because we are, it's like, we can't leave right now, <laughs> you know? So it's like where, where we buy from is truly like we have the space and time to slow down and actually say like, what am I, what kind of world am I choosing to live in by buying from this company? or buying from the small business. And trust me, like we buy from Amazon when we have to, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to preach like <laughs> I don't do any of it, you know, but I think it's important to try, like just try, even if, you know, you just need to get started with something, just actively seeing, okay, I was going to buy this on Amazon. Is there any way I can maybe find a small business that sells it? And chances are right now, most small businesses have killer sales going on too. And so oh, yeah. that, yeah, that's what I've been trying to do is like, okay, if I shop from a small business right now, 
that could mean that they actually can keep their business open. I grew up in a super small suburban town in Ohio, and I've seen a lot of the small businesses posting on, on social media that they're running donations to try to make a bunch, make enough money to be able to reopen their doors. Like they can't eat, they don't even have the funds right now to reopen when they're allowed to. And so it's like stuff like that, where it's like, that literally could help a small business stay afloat, you know? So it's like Mm -hmm. just conscious little decisions, little, little choices that is like the best feeling in the world for the person you're also shopping from, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that definitely is something that I personally have been getting more conscious about in the past couple of years is just like, where do I spend my money? How do I choose to advocate for these small businesses, especially when, again, like your dollar, your purchase can mean the difference between someone being able to literally keep their business afloat or pay their bills versus a larger company, which of course, like I'll still get some stuff on Amazon, but it's not as like me deciding to get something from a small business versus Amazon isn't really going to affect them in the same way. So I totally, totally understand you there. Kind of going back to some um, of the business owner stuff, and especially again with current events, you've sort of been advocating for people to share their medicine, right? And I think, I forget how you exactly phrased it, but it's sort of like if people basically share their medicine, that that is going to, and they do it from a place of not the ego, but from a place of serving the collective, that is definitely a good way to move through this shift. So can you explain what medicine is? Because I know that sort of is like one of your terms. I want the audience to understand the language that we're speaking here. But also, I guess once you explain medicine, can you explain how someone can start the journey to actually uncovering what their medicine is? So for someone Mm. out there who's like, all right, I have time on my hands. I want to share my medicine. How do they actually start to do that? Yes, such a good question because what's cool about it is even even if you don't have a business right now or you do, you you we all have medicine. And so the way I look at medicine is it's basically our our unique gift. It's it's our unique gift that can help others. So even thinking about what medicine is, right? Like we take medicine to help something, to alleviate something, to overcome something. So we all have something in us, some sort of gift. It could be, I like calling it like your superpower. It's like something in you that you bring to the table that can help other people that can, when you share it, it's going to help the other person. It's going to alleviate something almost like, like business terminology is like the problem and the solution. Right. And so with your medicine, it literally is alleviating certain symptoms and helping an individual to experience a certain, you know, result or outcome as a byproduct. And so what's cool is like, when we feel into this, like, what is my medicine? It's really a journey of like reclaiming your own passions, your own specialty, your own gifts, um, purpose. And it can be simple or big. It doesn't have to be anything like outrageous. Like I even, I just popped into my head of like, I have a client who runs a crochet business. That's her medicine is she is incredible with crochet and that that is her medicine. That is her gift, you know, or maybe it's something like you can help people manifest, you know, X amount of money or whatever. Maybe that's your gift. You're really good at bringing things into the reality, or maybe you can help people because you're 
great at financial advising or, you know, like any, anything can be a gift. Maybe it's art, maybe it's a service product program, whatever, or maybe it's just a passion, but it's something that you simply sharing it is going to bring about something positive as a byproduct for other people. And right now with this current pandemic and stuff, that, that ability for us to share our medicine means that we're embodying our medicine. So when we, I call it take your own medicine, where it's like when we practice what we preach. So say, for example, with me, I'm all about, you know, business rewilding, kind of walking the path of the wild unknown, living in alignment and embodiment. So if that's what I want to share and help others with by sharing my medicine, I better be that myself. Like I better walk the walk. And that's actually me taking my own medicine. Therefore, it's going to help me. It's going to, I'm going to reap the benefits of that medicine. So that's really powerful energy to be putting out in the world. It's like, I'm healing myself with my own medicine or helping myself. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be in a good alignment vibrationally, you know, and the energy I put out there is going to be really good for the planet. And then as I share it, that's going to be really helpful for those that resonate with that medicine or need or want that medicine. So that's going to help them expand and, you know, radiate really healthy energy into the planet. So it's like right now, especially I think us being embodied by our own medicine, our own passions, gifts, purpose, specialty, and then sharing it. I think it's what we need. (laughs) I think it's what like the planet needs right now is us being happy in our purpose and sharing it and helping others with that, you know? Yeah. And even as you were talking about medicine, I know you kind of gave a couple examples of business, but you did also mention it can just be that thing that you're passionate about because I've been seeing so many stories of people who now have the free time to, you know, take those walks or read those books or people are like, oh my God, I I started my YouTube channel. I like always wanted to do this, but I never had time. And all these things where, again, the circumstances are unfortunate with how we're able to have this time now, but now you have this time. And so not to like create this narrative where it's like, you have to be working right now. Like you have to be doing something, but it's, if you feel called to do something, it's like, you have the time and you, you, you're now able to do so. Yep. And even if you're a business owner, you know, you know, embodying your medicine, sharing it, you can still even bring in other things outside. I think this is really important for us in business right now of like your medicine is going to be multidimensional, right? Like you're Mm going to have multiple passions, multiple levels and layers to your purpose and stuff. And to avoid burnout and like overworking right now, super important to call in like other layers of your medicine that you're practicing. Um, And that could be, you know, dancing, getting out in nature, creating some art, you know, listening to music or like things that are just going to pull you into that deep alignment because that's going to really help. um, It's going to strengthen your immune system big time. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned the multi-passionate thing because I definitely think that is something (laughs) I resonate deeply with. And I love that. I think I used to not like it as much, but I think Marie Forleo, like hot in her, um, everything is figure outable book. She kind of talks about, what does she call it? She was like, she coined a term for herself. She was like, I'm a multi-passionate, was it multi-passionate entrepreneur? No, I feel like that's too simple. She said something like that. And I was like, oh, that's it. That sounds really good. Yeah. And I think it's funny. Isn't that funny how it's kind of been like taught that that's like bad, like we shouldn't be, you know, it's not clear enough. And it's like, but we're multi, 
we're multidimensional. We, you oh, know, literally. we are yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, you need to, it's almost like we're taught, like you got to focus on one thing and, and what you, yeah. and there's even that quote, like what you focus on grows, which obviously, you know, makes sense, but it's like, you can have different passions. You can sort of create different things. And even within that, like you mentioned in one of your stories as well, and we've been hearing this surge of people realizing like multiple streams of income and multiple streams of income is literally you having multiple passions and finding different ways to capitalize or create incomes from those multiple passions. So it really is in your benefit to be multi-passionate and embrace the multi Totally, totally, yeah. totally. And that's what creates sustainability for us too. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. Cause I've been having so many downloads lately of like random things that I kind of want to get into and do in order to kind of like, just have fun and, and say like, okay, maybe this will become a stream of income. Who knows? But for now I'm like, I kind of want to explore this. And it is definitely the most perfect time. It's like, I have, you know, nothing else really to do right yep. now. So it's like the most perfect time to kind of get into some of that. And on top of that, you also talk about the accessibility of it all, right? So as we're going through what we're going through, a lot of business owners are starting to realize the importance of having programs or whatever they offer be accessible to people. Because if, it, if we're in a point where a lot of people are getting laid off and people are, you know, unsure of their income, they might not be willing to drop thousands of dollars on something that they would have a couple months ago. As you're talking about that, do you think that, like, or I guess, what is the significance in people being able to afford programs or in entrepreneurs creating programs or creating products and services that are accessible? Because clearly the fact that they're more accessible and price point is better, but do you think there's any sort of other reason that entrepreneurs need to really explore accessibility in terms of um, how much they're charging for things? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought this up because I think, <laughs> I'm sure you already know, I get like super like on a tangent about it because I get really- Yes. And I love it every single yeah. time. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is, I mean, the way I, I mean, I was raised by a, a single parent, my mom, we grew up pretty much in the poverty level, my whole upbringing. And though in many ways I am very, very privileged just because of who I am, I also understand greatly what it's like to go without, to not know when, when money's coming in, to not have money to do like basic things. And so that always really stuck in my, my head as I started getting involved with like selling my own stuff and setting pricing and stuff like that. I'm very much out there like with my thought process kind of like, you know, more in the spiritual realm and the consciousness realm and, you know, that kind of airy fairy realm, but I'm also very logical and realistic too. And I think it's important to be realistic and, and not be ignorant to the fact of what is right now with the collective. And this current pandemic is a perfect example of showing where we're at collectively. Most of, at least for the states, most of the states is living paycheck to paycheck in massive debt and really, really struggling financially. It's, it's a great privilege to not be struggling right now. You know, it's, a, it's, it's not common. And so just knowing what is and where people are, I think it's important to be incredibly accessible for people in a way that's not going to add more stress to their lives. And I mean, I've heard horror stories of people like purchasing something that's like almost like tens of thousands of dollars at times 
lifetimes of just oh, insane wow. amounts of money, thousands upon thousands of dollars, you know, on programs and coaching and this and that and got ripped off or didn't get any, like, it was wow. like no value or no this or that. And it's, it's wow. become a massive issue in the industry of online, online service-based business where the prices have just become so inflated, but the, the priority of mastering your skill set and mastering your medicine has not been there. And there's been a lot of also like almost like bypassing the process of like, you don't just wake up one day and start making millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. So why would you like start on day one of your entrepreneurial journey, charging tens of thousands of dollars or, you know, thousands upon thousands of dollars. It's almost just like, we forgot that we kind of have to put in our dues, you know, and, and build a skill set. And so, yeah, there's a lot of different dimensions to it, but I think at the end of the day, it's a lot of remembering where people actually are at. And that if we, if we're only trying to serve a small portion of the collective, then we're missing out on a great opportunity to help way more people. And I think if you're you're claiming that you're in, in business to help people, but you're not being accessible for people, like especially where people primarily are, then you're just trying to help one type of person, you know, somebody that's very wealthy or well off. And so it's like just trying to be more inclusive and accessible for people is just considering like really being considerate of where people actually are right now. No, I totally agree with you. And I think that that has gotten me super riled up on many occasions because there's this, again, narrative of like price your worth or charge your worth. And that also upsets me too, because I think that it creates this idea that whatever your, like your, like your worth is based in how much money you're making from your business, which I don't think is correct. Or I don't think that we should be telling people that because if you're someone who's just starting out and you, again, you have to pay your dues. I totally agree with that, where it's like, you want to build up your business. You want to build up your confidence. You want to make sure that you're able to provide people the results that you're promising, whether it's through a service or product, you can't, or like, I mean, you can do whatever you want, but it just seems a little ingenuous to come out of the bat charging thousands of dollars. And you don't know if you're really going to deliver what yep. someone expects you to deliver. And yeah. And I think it really is in the, the, um, you know, what is the word I'm looking for? It's good for the collective if you're able to be accessible and be available to other people. And I think it also kind of goes back to this idea that we're also taught in business that it's like, okay, with your target audience, it's like your target person might be, you know, the person who can afford a $5,000 program or a product that's luxury priced, right? And I think that has sort of convoluted this idea that you shouldn't also have maybe accessible products for the people that want to invest in you that really want to support you. But again, like, are you encouraging them to go into debt? Because I've also seen that too. in Ugh. instances where people are encouraging people to whip out the credit card and do this and that yeah. to go into debt to pay them. And it's like, I mean, huh? <laughs> like, I know. I yeah. know. It's so crazy. And it is. And I think that's the important part of that too, is like, there's a place for all of it. There's a place for high pricing, but there's what's happened that I see just even over the last years is we've for some reason, I don't know who's teaching this, but like somebody, oh, there are some people out here. <laughs> yeah. Like some, there's, there's some stuff being taught that like 
it should only be high pricing. And so what's happened is like what I've noticed even with like individuals I've worked with over the years is like they've been taught only to price high. Like and if they're not pricing high, it's because they have a broken money mindset or they're not valuing themselves or they they have self-worth problems. And it's like so these individuals are like charging insane of money insane amounts of money in like their first year of business and then frustrated why no one's purchasing from them and then feeling like they have broken money mindset and self-worth issues and it's like this messy messy thing so it's like just remembering that there's a time and a place for high pricing of course because there's always going to be people that want that more kind of lavish elite high pricing but there's also a place for medium, you know, small, and it's time to reconnect to making sure there's a balance there and that it's not all just one level. I agree. And then even within that, making sure that if you do have something that is high price, you're delivering on that quality. Because I think yeah. there's also, you know, I've seen things where there is like a high price on something and it really truly isn't worth it for some and I guess you know that's subjective I guess you can be someone who thinks it's worth it but if you truly in your heart know that you didn't really deliver what you could have for the price that you're charging I think that's also just like serving your ego and serving your desire to create a certain amount of income for yourself while you're really just like hurting others and at the the end (laughs) like hurting yourself as well so that's another thing um that I also get very passionate and ranty about (laughs) it is I'm so it's I'm so glad we're having the conversation about that because I think it is something that there's just a lot of weird energy around it where there's a lot of people that nowadays I'm noticing like people dropping their prices where it's like they were taught to do only like these elite pricings and they're like this is not in alignment with me. I need to shift. I agree. So is that something that you think is also part of the shift in paradigm? Do you think that's kind of like a result of people starting to realize like, okay, in this moment, they're seeing that the world sort of is in shambles. Everyone's sort of needing to come together and help each other out. And in that they're seeing that, okay, in order to serve the collective and serve myself and be in alignment with myself, I want to maybe honor a lower pricing for this to make sure it's more accessible for, you know, the people that follow me and want to support me, but also may not have the funds to pay what the original price was. Yep, totally. I think I think we're going to see a big shift. I think we're going to see a lot of big shifts in business over the this year, big shifts. And I think that's going to be one huge one is just the shift in our narratives around how we're charging um, and how we're being accessible and inclusive for all, not just like one group or type of people. It's definitely already, you know, right now it's, it, we can witness it right now. Like we're seeing the shift right now of like people having to, to offer like sliding scale or having to do this or that because they their pricing was not in, inclusive prior, you know? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of that as well. And it's also been sort of exciting for me because it's like some of the things that I wasn't, not that I wasn't like able to afford them, but it was like, okay, do I want to pay this bill or do I want to do this? <laughs> and now there's, it's less of this hard choice you have to make again between survival and wanting to expand and, and learn. And it's like, you can do both. And I think that's a really beautiful opportunity for a lot of people out there. And again, <sighs> The circumstances that have brought on, I guess, this as a catalyst, not the best, but the the result that we're seeing from it with people coming together, I think is a beautiful, um, beautiful result. Yeah, it's so important. And it's like, too, I think we need to remember that like one of the most leading causes to things like poverty or, 
just collective um, challenge is lack of education. And so it's like, if we're only making educational types of things accessible to just one type of person, we're not really helping the greater, Mm -hmm. you know, problem. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I actually had a podcast episode where I went on a whole tangent. I think actually, no, the whole episode was basically about this, but I was just kind of talking about how sort of within the industry, again, like the pricing models are sort of geared towards, again, the people who already are educated enough or may already be in a position where they've gotten the education and they have the money to afford further education. And for the people who may be, again, like, I don't want to just put labels on them, but maybe you're a student or you're a single mother or you're a single father, whoever you are, and you don't necessarily have access to all the income in order to kind of invest in some of those, it's like you're left out. And so now you don't have the education to maybe invest or you don't have the money to invest in the education to start that business or to feel comfortable to start that business. And it creates the cycle where it's like, the people at the top who already can afford to do the things are doing the things and the people who can't are in a place where they still can't. And it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. It's like a cycle. And this is, we're like breaking the cycle. So I'm, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. But for someone who's right now, they're seeing everything that's happening and they're feeling very unmotivated. Cause I've also seen that where there are a lot of people, it's like a lot of fear right now. There's a lot of fear being pushed into the collective. There are a lot of uncertainties. People again, just don't know where things are going to fall for them. And maybe just a lot is happening. Like, what would you say to someone who's like, I'm unmotivated. I'm afraid. I just don't know what is going on. And especially, I guess, to those who are maybe in the process of they started the business, they're in business, um, or they want to start a business, but this is just sort of unmotivating them and and putting them in a place of fear should they continue with their business. Mm, Yep. So I, and I think if we're honest, we've all been kind of teetering into that zone. You know, it is, it's Mm -hmm. like, I feel like every other day I'm like on a different emotional level. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the first thing is to just like, accept that that's okay that you feel that way and that you'll probably have moments where you're in that space again. So it's almost like accepting that that's kind of a part of the process regardless, especially as an entrepreneur or small business of like having those seasons where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. I'm unmotivated. And you want to super like retreat and shrink back. And in those times, I think the, like the first step and the most important thing to do first is to reconnect to your, why you're wanting to do anything in the first place. And so like take your own medicine, reconnect to your passions, your purpose, what you stand for, what you want to, you know, put out there in the planet and why you want to put it out there and, and how it's going to create a ripple, you know, um, getting back into the body and, and anchoring down and dropping in so that you can reconnect first. That's definitely what I, when this first all started kind of breaking out, I spent like a couple days really trying to be super unplugged and totally just went back into focusing on who do I need to be right now? Who do I want to be right now? And, and getting back into connection with like my motivation, but also my creativity, because if we don't feel that, that part of creativity to want to show up and take action, it's because that fear literally does not allow us to even access that part of our brain. So it's like, we have to first get back in, like tap back in so that then the motivation part and that, that like creative momentum forward part will actually be felt. So it's like slow down, pause, drop in, do things that are just for creation's sake. So 
whatever it is that like really taps you into alignment. Maybe it's getting outside, maybe it's working out or reading or taking a bath or taking naps or doing art, like whatever it is that really just makes you feel reconnected to your medicine that's going to bring the motivation after it's almost like, and I noticed this happen with a lot of people in like the first week that started all going down where it was like, no one could get clear. Like no one could get a clear idea to come through of like how to respond. And it's because our channels get clogged up, right? Like our channels of idea, download, creativity, it can't come through when the fear is fogging it all up. So it's like, we have to learn how to unclog that channel. And that's going to happen through like, unplugging from the force of trying to move through and just tapping back into like creative flow of, you know, this just really makes me feel good. Maybe journaling, journaling's really good to kind of get the ideas going, but just tapping back into the passion first. Mm-hmm. I think that's definitely some really good advice. I actually had a, a moment like that today where I was just feeling so over it. Um, it's the fact that it's only Thursday and I've sort of been at home for about maybe two weeks now and it hit me and it just felt really heavy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like in this routine where I'm like, wake up, eat you know, be on the couch. Like I work a little bit, but it's like, it's a lot of couch time and it gets to you after a while. And I just had this moment where I went downstairs and I went to my vanity and I like did my makeup. I'm like, I haven't done my makeup in two weeks. I love (laughs) to just play in makeup and create. And I just sat down and did my makeup and did my hair and went on a walk. And I was like, and it just put me back in such a good mood because it was like, I just created just to create. I had nowhere really to go and no one, you know, to see, but it was like, this is fun. And this is something that I enjoy. So I definitely think that's some awesome advice and a lot of us that can stand to kind of return to some of those fun things especially maybe the fun things that you haven't done in a minute like I played sims the other day Mm, (laughs) for like I literally I was like oh my gosh I haven't played this game in so long but I was like I need to do something fun and this that was what called to me (laughs) so Yeah, but on the flip side, right, we have the other people who are like super motivated by what's going on. They're like, okay, well, now that maybe my income's on the line or whatever it is, it's like, I'm going to make sure that I have multiple streams of income for the next time something like this happens or for the next time I feel threatened it's like I know I won't have just one but I'll have like five so that if one gets cut off I'm like okay I'm I'm still eating tomorrow I'm good which I think is again what we're moving into is that multiple streams of income and people really seeing the value of not just placing all your eggs in one basket especially when it comes to income but for someone who's on that side of motivation like what would you tell them in order to help them sort of along this journey of finding their medicine, of sharing their medicine, and leaning into that multi-passion in order to create or start to cultivate and plant the seeds for those multiple streams of income. Yes. Simplify, 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 simplify. I think this is going to be one of the biggest things we're going to see shifting with business is like, we've been overcomplicating everything. Like every, you know, like with strategies and marketing and branding and everything's been like this, like over the top, overcomplicated type of um, method. And I'm noticing right now that like no one even has the the mental capacity to handle anything too complicated right now. We need simple and easy type of stuff and stuff that's actually going to feel fun to participate in. And so if you're wanting to create multiple income streams right now, keep it super simple. Um, what I would recommend doing is actually like what I do is um, kind of like season out what you want to primarily focus on, create it, sustain it, 
maintain it and move on and start creating a second. So this is one thing I notice a lot of entrepreneurs tend to do is like, they'll try to build like three income streams at once. Like one day they're promoting a course, then the next day they're promoting a one-to-one offer and then they're promoting a product. And it's like very discombobulated and it's, it confuses the audience big time. So master making money in one stream, sustain it and then build another one. And that tends to really help with just creating consistent sustainable income with multiple streams. And so it's just like about really keeping things super simple, one thing at a time, build it, sustain it, move on. I think that is definitely a really good way to to distinguish what we were just talking about with um, the focus and the multi-passion. Because it's like you're saying you can have multiple passions, you can create multiple streams of income, but it's like focus on one make sure that's sustainable, make sure you've maintained that and then like shift that focus to the next. But at the same time, you can also still be creating and doing things to, to sort of like fuel those different passions, but it doesn't mean yeah. that you can be on your Instagram page pushing like five different products at once. So <laughs> exactly. that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. And I think that's, again, some really good, just like general good business advice and also just advice I think that can be applied to a lot of different things in life too. So Love it. But this has been such an expansive interview. I feel like this is like, just as I imagined, and I think maybe it's because I visualized right before, but this is just <laughs> as I imagined, like perfect conversation. I think we got into some amazing topics. I think based on everything that you talk about on Instagram, I knew sort of we would like vibe really well and have a good chat about some of these different, um, some of these deeper topics, honestly, because yeah. I, I love to kind of dive into some of these things, especially as it's related to just society, right? I actually was a psych and sociology major and I I think that's why I like get so excited diving into some oh, of these things because it's like so, much, just, yeah. oh, so good like I literally have been missing um my sociology classes I'm like I kind of want to go back to and like take a course or something somewhere like um at a college and just go and like drop it on a class and just do that I so, know I think about that all the time of just like soaking up it's just nice to be around like areas where you can really just get really deep in thought yes. so mm-hmm. fun Yes, that's the, that's like my favorite thing to do. <laughs> so like just diving deep. But this has been just an amazing conversation. But I'd love to sort of wrap up with you sharing what is going on with your current offers. I know. So you have an Instagram. I don't want to mislabel it. It's not a boot camp. Is it like, oh yeah, my Instagram yes. impact. Yeah. Yes. There we go. There we go. I yep. was like, I, I have the wrong name. But go ahead. <laughs> yes, tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm doing, um, funny enough, I, I specialize in Instagram as like the main social media platform that I help people grow on, but I've never ran an Instagram specific program before. I don't know why, but just never have. Mm -hmm. Um, and so as all of this kind of pandemic stuff happened, I was like, okay, we need something that is quick, simple, easy, and, and can really, really support people in growing, but also like sustaining their businesses right now and, and kind of securing financial, you know, streams and things like that, but also allows them to play and have fun. And so I decided to run the Instagram impact program, which is it's a four week group mentoring program. So there is hands-on mentoring in it in a group container. And then the content itself is more set up like course material. So there's four modules each week, a new module releases with training videos and work 
books and all kinds of good stuff. And then we also have a live chat aspect of it where you can get like daily support, answer questions answered, accountability, you know, share what you did on the platform that day and get feedback on like what worked, what didn't. Um, so lots of accountability and support like day to day. And then we're also doing two live um, kind of like webinar style workshops to have hands on support, like business audits, um, feedback, you know, critiques, that kind of stuff too, just to help people kind of get super, super secured with their methods for using Instagram to grow their business. Okay. This sounds really awesome. You so have fun. so much into it, which I think is awesome. And I know that one of the selling points to this is the fact that it's accessible. So for those right now who are sort of like, okay, this sounds good, but like, what is investment? It's like, I promise you, you'll be good. <laughs> like, yeah. We're doing, yeah, we're doing sliding scale with it and almost just basically pay what you can at this point. Um, I had such an inflow of people sharing their, their stories of just losing jobs and stuff where I was like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. really real. This is really, really real for people. Um, and I think that's where it's at for me right now. I'm like, I just want to connect with people and like, feel, feel good that we're, we're good, that we can do this, you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. And I will, it's like, there's a link for this specific program so I can link it in the show notes for everyone who's interested. Yep. Okay, perfect. I'm going to do that. And so anyone listening as, um, is, wait, when do the doors close? I want to make sure I'm also. Um, it's going to stay open until we start on, I believe the 13th of April. So it'll oh, stay open perfect. until like the 12th. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I, this will be going up next week. So we'll be good. Everyone will awesome. be good too. Perfect. So that is awesome. Well, thank you so much for this conversation and thank you for sharing just like all of your wisdom when it comes to everything that you've done, your story, which again, was super impactful for me personally to hear. I haven't like heard the uh, yeah. your story in its entirety, and honestly, it's just given me so much motivation. It's like okay, my journey is just beginning. I can calm down. I don't have to panic. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just planting my seeds. So that is amazing. But thank you again for joining me for this conversation. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it with someone you think would enjoy it too. And if you feel called, please feel free to leave me a review of what you think about this podcast. It would make my day and it would help other people discover this podcast, people that really need to hear these words. So until next time, have an amazing day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.